What's your issue with Riverdale? I don't like it. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's stupid. It's overdramatic. And I don't like Cole Sprouse in it. No one likes Cole Sprouse in it. Okay. No one's over here like, I've watched the show for Cole Sprouse. People watch Riverdale because Cheryl burned her house down and has a bow and arrow. Is Cheryl the blonde cheerleader? No. Cheryl is the redhead cheerleader. Who? Cheryl Bombshell. In the first episode, she's the really mean head cheerleader. What does this have to do with the Archie comics? They're the characters from Archie Comics. Whose idea was this? Who was in a boardroom and was like, <laughs> let's make a teen drama with murder and sex and shirtless boys and out of place cheerleader musical numbers? Actually, a gay man. Of course. Cancel the podcast. I hate gay people. <laughs> I do. I hate gay people. Gay Funny people enough, can't he actually things. got in trouble from Archie Comics because he wrote a play where Archie was gay. And, like, Archie Comics sent him a cease and desist. And now he, like... So, as a rebuttal to almost getting in trouble for writing a gay play where Archie's gay, gay. he turns every character in it into some pretty little liars-looking-ass fucking okay. glee character. At least with Riverdale, the plotlines get wrapped up at the end of the season. Whereas, like, Pretty Liars went on and on and Oh my on god, and on it did, it did, it did. And I was like, didn't three seasons pass when they were in their freshman year? I've never, I've never finished, year? I've never finished Pretty Little Liars. What? Yeah. I've seen most That's of... That's a point of contention for me and Beverly, because I'm pretty sure she has always, that she's actually finished it. And I, I quit watching after there was a house fire, and you realize that Allison's not dead and she's red coat. None of this makes any sense to you because you've never seen it. Okay. I, no, I've seen half of the first season and I've seen the episode where they figure out Mona's A and she gets shoved off the side of the room. Oh my god, she did. Oh, I love the actress who plays her. I can't remember her name, but I love her. She's so pretty. Everyone in that show is so pretty. It, it's it it it's. Confusing. Isn't one of them a lesbian now? Yes. Well, she she comes out. She's into Maya. Remember no, Maya? like one of the actresses. She's like. She was dating Halsey or... Um, oh, I have no idea. That's No, lit. she was dating um, um, Kara... Um, I have no idea. Kara Develine from... Um, I haven't followed any of them. I just know that oh. the, the actress who played Aria was in um, country music. And the actress good. who played Aria had, was in a Riverdale spinoff, and she was in an episode of Riverdale. Good for her. One of them ended up being in Truth for Truth or Dare, and I think it was the it's one... It's the who, same girl who was in the episode of Riverdale and was in the Riverdale spinoff. Okay, that's different than Arya then. No, that's Arya. And Truth or Dare? Yes. No, that's Shay Mitchell. Uh, no. Yeah. Shay Mitchell's in in is in the possession of Hannah Grace. Okay, maybe that's because I bought that to come watch it with you, and you're like, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. It's like it has the girl from Pretty Little Liars. You love that, and she's like, I'm not watching that shit. Yeah. No, I didn't want to watch. I mean, I know what the show is. She Do I in- love it? Yes, absolutely. Am I embarrassed about that? Absolutely. Am right. I am, am I uncomfortable at the fact that I'm telling the world right now that I stand pretty little liars? Absolutely. I think I read the book and I was like, they're not friends. This isn't fun. They're not friends in the book. No. 
Uh, like none of them talk to each other until like the like sixth book. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, why are the books always? Why do the books always sound more terrible than the the TV show, and the movie? People I don't know. argue that the books are always better. I no, disagree. not all because like the the TV show for the boys, stunning, love it. I love that show. What's the boys? It's a superhero comic. It's just horrible. Everyone's racist and also terrible, and the heroes are not good people. But like the comics are just not good. They're ugh. and the thing is, I like that writer. I think he's a really fun writer. But like those comics, I think his hatred of superheroes in the comics comes through way too much. Like, dude, we get it. You don't like superheroes. That's a weird. That's a weird career path for someone who doesn't like superheroes. Yeah, to write comic books. Yeah, yeah. It is a little bit of a weird career path. Well, um, with that said, Any Jake, news? what are we talking about tonight? Today we are talking about. We are talking. About... Oh, before we even get started, girl. More importantly, this is the first episode that we recorded since we released our. Oh, it our, is um, happy first. Happy first. Happy first episode. We're going to COVID cheer without touching glasses. Tink. You know, the reason why people like started that tradition is to make sure that if one person was poisoned, everyone got poisoned. By touching the glass? Because they used to do it and like slam their glasses so like ah. the liquids would mix. So if one person's mug was poisoned, everyone's ch- mug was poisoned. Big. Yeah. That's a weird way to go out, though. Like everybody is going to die. I mean, like... It per- then you won't poison someone, you know what I mean? At Fair. least in a party. Unless you're willing to go down with that ship. I've yeah. been there. So. I mean, working in retail, I feel like you're there sometimes. You're like, I will stay here and watch this store burn to the ground. Damn. I would have watched it. Just to spite it. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so now that we got our, our congratulations out of the way. Anyways, we are talking about the 1998 slasher film Urban Legend written by Sylvia Horta who is the creator of the American version of Urban Ugly Betty <laughs> of Urban Ugly Betty I got confused I stan, ur- <laughs> I stan Urban Ugly Betty <laughs> anyways uh, it is starring Jared Leto which ugh Alicia Witt Rebecca Gayhart Joshua Jackson Loretta Devine Tara Reed, um, Michael Rosenbaum and Robert Ungland and Brad Dorf is in it. And Daniel Harris is in it. Oh my god. It is stacked with t- with horror talent. I was watching it last night and I, I missed scenes with her in it. She's in like so many, so few scenes. But important but scenes. But important, like she's, I don't know. She's some of my she favorite scenes. She should have been, she should have been in it more. Yeah. They I think Tasha's her. one of my favorite characters. Especially because she's Danielle fucking Harris. Yeah. She should have been the main character. Why? Yeah. Mm. Why was Wit even in that movie? I think... She's visibly bored. Evil doctors. Invasive surgeries. The demented screams of the criminally insane. Your family will experience all of this and more during your night of scary, good fun at Louisville's newest nightmare, the American Horrorplex. Open every weekend this Halloween season, right off of Exit 3 on I-64. For more details, visit our Facebook page or AmericanHorrorplex.com.
Urban Legend, the 1998 slasher film directed by Jamie Blanks, written by Silvio Horta, an out-and-proud gay man, and it stars Jared Leto, Alicia Witt, Rebecca Gayhart, and Tara Reid. The plot follows a bunch of murders on campus at Pendleton University in Stuffy, New York. Wow. In Stuffy, New England? Yeah, Stuffy, New England, which are committed in the style of urban legends. Urban Legend was released in the United States on September 25th, 1998, and it grossed $72.5 million worldwide on a budget of $14 million, and received generally negative reviews from critics, mostly because it was compared to Scream. Also, in February 2020, a reboot was announced, to be written and directed by Colin Minahan, who wrote and directed Grave Encounters, which I think... I haven't seen Grave Encounters. I've seen bits of it. I've never finished it. But as it long as he doesn't like... go overboard with CGI? That's my concern. But because I think that it could be good. I think with a slasher, you can't... Do practical it. effects. With slasher, practical effects, girl. Just give me practical. That's all I want. I don't... Like, do some CGI to, like, if you need to, like, touch some stuff up. Or make something, like, look better. But, like, in the 80s, they did shit. Like, yeah, you can... and it was so much better. That's why you we can... go back to the 80s slashers all the time. Just use practical effects. I'm tired yeah. of seeing CGI. I don't care if it looks a little corny. It's fine by me. Let it be a little corny and practical. That's fine. Honestly, I prefer practical effect. Like, I was thinking about this because I watched Final Destination the other day. Like, one of the newer Final Destinations. And, like, some girl, someone gets, like shoved through a chain link fence and like sliced into pieces which isn't how a chain link Not fence works and like it was very obviously cgi and i was just like mm-hmm. i can tell that's computer generated and it's not fun that's not scary to me right i'm just like okay so um collider writes that the urban legend reboot will move the franchise into the digital age where urban legends are often born on the internet where they spread like wildfire the movie will center on a diverse cast of college students as they navigate a series of bizarre deaths that resemble urban legends linked to the darkest corners of social media. Cannot wait for someone to be murdered by QAnon. I, whenever I read that, <laughs> I immediately went to, like, because we've got a lot to pull from. We've got Momo. We've got Slenderman. Like, I don't, no, those are creepypastas. Those aren't, like, urban legends. Aren't they, aren't creepypastas urban legends though? Because we all, like, young people, not us, we are in our mid to late 20s. Young people that grew up with those stories swore that Slender Man was real. I mean, they really, but no, my cousin in Vermont said that. Yeah, yeah, because I'm thinking about like, that, like, girl who, like, killed, like, those two girls who, like, stabbed their friend. Yeah. To, like, sacrifice her to Slender Man, and I was like... Those creepypastas scared the shit out of kids. The hell they... Can you imagine if they did a reboot version of Urban Legend while we were, like, teenagers, and it was, like, a fucking chain letter? Yeah. (laughs) It was like, if you don't forward this to 100 people, this clown's gonna show up underneath your bed. I would deadass not be surprised if they do something like this with um, those those retweet Twitter, the retweets that you have to do, or else your your mom will die or something. But, like, something kind of similar-ish, but not your mom. Kind of. Um, um, can I tell you something? So back when we were young, like those chain letters, our version of urban legends, while there were still urban legends that went around, but yeah. like the like those get the shit out of me as a kid. The chain letters. I one time I didn't send it to a hundred like ten people, mm-hmm. so I stayed up all night because it said the clown will show up at three a.m. Yeah, I stayed till three a.m. sleeping on my floor facing towards my bed to see if the clown would show up at three a.m. And that's when I discovered that not everything on the internet is true. I mean, that's a good way to find out. Right? There was um, there was one about your, your parents. Um, horror. I was like, 
12, 13. I was so really impressionable. Remind you, remind you, I was um, this is Christian I school raised. Oh. So I'm like really, really, really like innocent to an absurd degree. And I remember I went to my parents' room at like 2 o'clock in the morning to check to make sure that they were still there. And I didn't believe my eyes. So I went up and I put my hand on my dad's foot to make sure that it was, that he wasn't, like it was actually there. And then I went back to bed. <laughs> I remember that very, because I, I remember, like, I, I think back to that, and I'm like, I did some really weird shit as a kid. Like, I would have I to mean, physically touch things to know that they were real. Because I, they, it could, they could have just been, like, air. Like, it could have been just, like, I'm trying to explain it. Are you okay? You know how in, the, in movies, yeah, that put, you... like, they'll, they'll pull this, the sheet or yeah. whatever, and then it's just, it's gone, like, there's nothing yeah. there? That's what was in my head. But I had nothing to reference it. Because I wasn't allowed to watch scary movies. You need to, like, you need to go to, like, therapy. Or something. I'm in therapy, but I don't okay. talk about my childhood. I think you need to. You need to unpack this. I don't want to. I like it the way it is. You need to unpack this with, like, a professional and not me. You are my professional. So, Urban Legend. Yeah. When's the first time you saw this movie? Um, I'm pretty sure I saw it... In my early twenties, okay, but I don't remember it. I remember, I remember the first time watching it with Michael's mom. Okay, like, I. But I know that I've watched it before. I think I also watched this for the first time in my early twenties, which is surprising, because I've been interested in this movie for a long time. Because I used to be really into urban legends, um, like I'm scared the shit out of myself. I had like a website that I would, I would, I used to go through Snopes, all the time. I was, is that weird? No. Like, I was real obsessed with urban legends growing That's up. That's not weird. Not weird at and, all. And, like, the documentary Killer Legend, which I, like, saw on Netflix, like, in my later youth, I was like, I love this. And, like, watched it. And I was like, this is great. Um, so I've been interested in this movie for a long time. Or I was before I'd seen it. And then our friend Dylan really loves this movie, too. I think we watched this and Bring It On. That is a good double the feature. same night. That is a that is a because um, I'd never seen Bring It On for the I'd never seen Bring It On either. That's so sad. I got to watch Bring It On. I shouldn't have. I watched the Babysitter's House when I was like eight or nine. I knew in that moment that I was not a not not one hundred percent boy. I was I wanted to be all of those women so bad. I mean, who among us doesn't want to be Kirsten Dunst? She's Kirsten Dunst. I mean, she's Kirsten Dunst. I was more Eliza Dushku than anything, I think, in my brain. A little Christian boy was so enamored with this girl who raises her arm, licks her finger, and flips off the camera as she removes pen ink on her. I was so moved. I was so moved by this. And the Your gay- school has no gymnastics team. This is a last, last resort. resort. Anyways, Urban Legend... I think this movie made me stand Rebecca Gayhart. Oh, boots. Anybody and who watches is, this movie and doesn't think I've that seen she carries the whole thing is ridiculous. And I was like, Jawbreaker's really fun. But I, did, I don't think I realized that Rebecca Gayhart was in Jawbreaker and Urban Legend. Because I saw Jawbreaker on mute at my... What a horrible way to watch that movie. I watched it with the captions on because I watched it on Logo. Ah, say no more, I understand. Yeah. Hiding the logo, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. I don't even know what logo is. <laughs> what drag race? What's that? I don't know. I've like, never heard of like her. Like cars? Like like vehicles? No. No, there's like, just women. I. 
I um, remember the first time I ever saw Rebecca Gate. Well, I should I shouldn't say the first time I ever saw her. I remember the first time I recognized who she was, and it was watching Urban Legend. I love Urban Legend because I, I remember think, her from Jawbreaker. I think this is and Scream too. She is in Scream too. Oh my god! I just realized I just I watched Scream too, and I was like, "That's Rebecca Gayhart." Yeah. This is because I watched Scream too before I watched. Yeah. Urban this Legend. is one of her best roles, though. Oh, definitely. Like, She's I, unhinged. Oh my god! And the thing is, through the whole movie, you do not suspect her one bit. No, not well until the the cars the car wreck scene, and then she runs into there and run into the woods. She gets lost. And then as soon as that happens, you're kind of like, could it be her? Could it be her? And then you get into the building and she just keeps screaming. And I'm like, girl, I, don't girl. go up there, girl. She's going to get you, girl. <laughs> Actually, go ahead. You're annoying. Like, okay. So let's let's talk about the scene by scene. Okay. Scene by scene. So I first, you have a, an we, outline because I don't. We open up first with one of my favorite opening scenes. This is up there for, I think, in my top three. It's Scream, Night of the Living Dead. And then Urban Legend for opening movie. Opening it is a really scenes. good opening. It is such a good opening scene. Because you have her driving down the road. Mm-hmm. And you're like, who's this random girl? Right. And then um, Total Eclipse of the Heart playing. And she's singing along just the way that I do. Yeah. And then like she pulls over and like you get the tension. She's like, oh my god. She's going to get murdered by this gas station dude. Yeah. He's like stuttering. And like, by the way, that's Brad Dorif, by the way. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize that until, like, I was reading it. I was like, like, reading it, yeah. And I was like... Don't you love how so many actors are able to, like... Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that's Chucky? Mm-hmm. Wig. Um, because he's, he, like, his voice is not... Not at all. Not at all And the Chucky. cadence is also completely... Yeah, yeah. So... Could you have him... He's also in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Never seen that. It, um... It's okay. Okay. I shouldn't say that. It's a good, it's a good movie. I just very different I've heard about on. it a lot I have a very different take on it um, because I don't like Jack Nicholson <laughs> yeah I, I could take him really well yeah I'm like yeah. he was a good, he was a good uh, a in good The Joker. Shining he's fine he's a good Joker he's my favorite of the Jokers okay you don't think so I don't like the Joker period I mean he's anyways so, oh, we're yeah okay, okay anyways anyways um, so we have and you think oh god she's gonna get murdered by this dude um, and then she kind of like she's like she's like ah, freak show, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like, you know what, you deserve it, girl. I was like, you know what, fuck this bitch. Yeah. And then like he tries to save her because he clearly sees something in the back seat, and like we the audience know that because he's like, you see his eyes get kind of wide. Yeah. Um, and he's like, there's a problem in the and with the credit card company, and like I felt so bad for him because he couldn't spit it out. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, and then she like mazes them and i'm like here i mean i get i get it the point the point that i don't that makes me not like her is be whenever she says freak show yeah which is not a bitch to him you're a woman and you're creeped out and you're brought into this thing and someone locks the door and the phone is off yeah the, the, it's just beep, beep, beep i would also freak the fuck out and she's in college yeah so no, i get that but, the, but also like she clearly doesn't have any empathy for him no not at all when she calls him a freak joke because of a stutter. And yeah, I'm like, and that's where I... If they had not put that part in there, I would have rooted for her to live. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then she's driving, and then she's like... and Well, as she's driving off, you hear him scream. There's someone in the back seat. Yeah. Um, have you really heard? well done, too. Yeah. Like, that was a that was a moment of, like, full... Because you're... 
If you're not paying super close attention, you might not clock that he sees something in the back seat. Yeah. And this is for the for the viewer like me who doesn't clock that. Yeah. You think that she just escaped getting potentially raped or whatever. Yeah. And then she's in the car and he says there's someone in the back seat and you're and like you're Fuck. immediately like <gasps> Yeah. And then yeah, it's so, very effective. So also I really hate like I I hate this in horror movies that were like the lightning flashes and it shows the killer. It's mm-hmm. like oh great. But I think this time it's so well done mm-hmm. because she's just driving along and you're like okay where's the person in the back seat yeah and then lightning flashes and you just see the person and you're like oh, shit yeah very that um oh god it's just so good this movie's so aged too because she's yeah. like reaching around for cds and stuff <laughs> in her car I, I think that's also why i love the movie because when i watched it as like an adult I was like, I remember doing this. Yeah. Oh, I remember this. I remember a time before. Gas was $1.14. Oh, take me back. A serve. What an iconic moment in time. Uh, one thing I didn't understand, and this is something that Michael and I talked about last night as we were watching. Why does Rebecca Gayhart decide to kill this lady in a car? In a moving car? She does that a lot, because she does it at the end, too. Yeah, remember? I don't understand. Rebecca Gayhart loves to kill someone in a moving vehicle. It doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. But you know, it's Rebecca Gayhart. I'm I'm here for it. How is she gonna... Also, she's in the backseat when she, like, cuts her fucking head off with an axe. Yeah. And she's got a lot of strength for a tiny yeah. frame woman. Not um, to say that tiny women can't be strong, but, like... Also, they actually... They had a different car in the script, but they realized when they were filming this that it was too small to fit a camera in and, and swings an axe. So they decided to go with a bigger vehicle in order to have Brenda be able to swing an axe and fit a camera in the car at the same time. Neat. Also, that scene where her head gets cut off is actually done. They um, shot that in reverse. They shot it with the axe already like by her head and mm-hmm. then back. So that's actually that shot is actually like a like that's actually played in reverse basically in the cool. film. Did you get that from the commentary? Yeah, yeah. I didn't get those in the commentary. I watched some of the commentary, but also hate commentary. I like commentary. Um, it, well, my thing was the commentary for for Urban Legend. It was all the guys. Yeah. And I was like, oh, we get it. I get that. I get Um, that. And then, so the next thing that kind of happens is we get introduced to all the main characters in the coffee shop, (sighs) um, which I I think also kind of dates the film because, well, I mean, now no one hangs out in coffee shops because coronavirus. there's a pandemic. Um, We didn't hang out in person to be like, we haven't hung out with people in person for like years. We just talk shit to each other on Twitter. Yeah. So the other coffee shop and Parker, played by Michael Rosenbaum, um, he starts talking about the campus massacre that happened at... Um, it's at Pendleton. Is it that specific yeah, building? I'm trying to... Th- I don't think they... Stanley Hall. That's right. At the Stanley Hall massacre um, that happened at Pendleton years ago that they, that they covered up. Because no one would go... Who would go to murder you? Um, <laughs> which... Okay. Right. It's a, that's a line. Uh, <laughs> I hate... I hate the way this... I hate the way some of this dialogue is written. It's really, really... Who would go to murder hard. you? Uh, um, <laughs> it's one of my favorite lines. Um, and then they go to them in class. For their folklore class i guess yeah it's like they don't but also it's conveniently like an urban legend yeah like class i'm like okay that's a little on the nose 
um, where they reference um, uh, the 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 Pop Rocks and soda. It's actually Pop Rocks and Cokes, but they changed it because Pepsi was a sponsor uh, had like gave them money. This is also the first time that the Pepsi, the blue can of Pepsi, was ever shown. Really? Mm-hmm. What was the color before? I don't remember. It was like white. I do not remember that. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first time the blue Pepsi can was ever shown. Wait. Was on was on was in Urban Legend. Um, they reference the Pop Rocks and Soda uh, Urban Legend, and Rebecca Kerr actually uh, threw up from eating so many Pop Rocks while filming this scene. And she like hates Pop Rocks, or did for a while. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. How many times are they? Why does she actually eat Pop Rocks? Because you actually have to eat them. For the scene? Yeah. Why? She has to pour them into her mouth because she would hear them crackle. They could have. Realism. Practical effects. Okay, you're right. I am always complaining about practical effects. She's Rebecca Gayhart. Let her do what she wants. Well, fair enough. Um, She's a method actress. Yeah. And then. I think next. Oh, so they do that. And then we kind of hear the news about Michelle's murder. Um, and. Oh, uh, whenever they're outside. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. Taking with the, away the newspapers. Paul's like, you can't censor me. Like, Paul would definitely be like an alt-right troll nowadays, right? Oh, boots. Absolutely. Like, okay, okay. I was yeah. just making sure you agreed with me here. Yeah, 100%. Because um, it's like, dude, you can't like just sell newspapers based with some girl's horrific murder. Right. Sensationalized. But I mean, you, like, they do that all the time. But but like, yeah. Um, I think we also meet... Tosh at this point as well. Yes, because she goes back into her room and she's getting oh her she's back get blown she's out. getting her back blown the fuck out. Yeah, and she screams, "Turn, Turn off the, the light!" Light. She's like, "Sorry, won't happen again." Um, I love Tosh. I, I feel love. like she's I feel like she's what you could have been in a different in a slightly altered universe. If I was actually allowed to be goth in yeah. high school. Well, not even high, like I feel like that could be you today. If I was brave enough to be goth. If you were brave enough to be goth and just like completely, completely hoe out, and I mean that in not a derogatory way, like I would applaud you, but I feel like you would be just—I mean, your energy on a day-to-day basis is very tosh. Minus no! getting your backbone out consistently. I'm not always combative. Okay, you're being combative right now. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, girl. Oh my god, I love Tosh so much. Um, she looks I think, good. I think I love it even more because that's the that's Daniel Harris, and it's like it's the last time I think I think this is like the first major thing she's done since Halloween. Is it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think I, I feel like a, I feel like it was Daniel Harris Stan. So it was like we last year's a little girl, and then she's like next time we see her, she's like getting her. Fucking getting back railed. blown out, and girl. it was like, okay, girl, go at it, damn. Yeah. And like, and the thing is, like, there's not an ounce of separation in that dorm room. No, not at all. There's not even a curtain. Like, if that was my roommate, I would have a curtain. <laughs> also, least. like, how did she get away with painting? I know you've never been at college. Uh, um, tea. And but like, how did she get away with like painting half of her dorm room? You black? can't even paint an apartment, right? And like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna let you paint this stuffy ass. Hundred year old building, right? Black. No, absolutely okay, not. girl, whatever. But then again, I guess she doesn't care because she's like super punk. She's like all punk. She's, like, <laughs> she's, she's, she's a bad bitch. She's a bad bitch. She, um, she's a bad bitch. The the um, thing for me that really 
just... <sighs> okay, so you're in college, right? Mm-hmm. What does this girl do? The only time we see her, like, she never mentions, like, her major or any... Like, the only time we see her is, like, get her back blown out. She's fucking... On the computer. Or on the computer looking to get fucked. And, actually, Daniel Harris smoked at the time. She quit smoking because of this movie. Because she had to smoke so many cigarettes for every take. That she quit smoking. She was like, I'm so sick of smoking. Wow. I mean, that's effective. Right? No. She's like, great, I can play a character where I smoke. And then she actually did it, and she was like... I fucking hate this. Yeah. No, I, I, smoking too, like, I do that whenever I'm drunk, I smoke way too many cigarettes, and then I'm like, the next morning, my throat feels like it's, like, I don't know, just super cut, like, yeah. swallowed glass. The energy that she gives me in this movie is what, um, what What's Her Butt did in Showgirls. I can't remember her name off the top of my head, I do this every time Elizabeth. we record. Elizabeth Barkley. Barkley? Um, Barkley. Where she was like, she goes from the dolphin scene, the dolphin fuck scene, where she's like in the hot tub with (laughs) Kyle, Kyle, whatever his name is, and she's like just, ha, like it's very, it's very that. Like Daniel Harris went from a child being chased by her her maniac killer uncle to being railed by some like. I don't even know what the dude. I can't remember what the dude looks like. I don't like. remember what I've he looks like, but I know that I, I I got the I got the vibe that he was like a much, like more um, gruff, gruff and intimidating, compared to little bitty ass Daniel Harris. So, yeah, she gives me Elizabeth Berkeley vibes, but she, I'm assuming that didn't hurt her career at all because she was you know in a horror movie. Yeah. Coming from a horror movie, so I don't think she shows her boobs either. She doesn't. You yeah. don't see her boobs, which is I'm glad. Yeah, good for him. Good for I mean, him. if she had wanted to show her boobs. I mean, if she had wanted to, yeah. But, but also, I'm like, that's the little girl from Halloween. I mean, she's not always the little girl from Halloween. Yeah. So it's not fair she's, to think of women like Yeah, her. and then she's also she's also later in some other horror films. Yeah, she was in... I can't remember the name As of like it. The, she's in one where she, like, has to... Um, I think this is, like, the only... Is this the only one where she dies? That I'm not sure on. I feel like she's in one of the See No Evils. But I could uh, be... I could okay. be completely wrong. Anyways, um, next thing we see... Is, um, I think the very next scene is, um, you see Natalie going to her, her closet and she plays her, like, she finds, like, a picture from a yearbook. Yeah, of her and Michelle Michelle and you're like, oh, great. Like, I guess we're going to get some exposition. Yeah. And then we have the whole Damien scene where they're in the, where they go to park. Yeah. Damien's like. No, my girlfriend died. She got really sick. Um, I couldn't open it up to anybody. And he's like, he's like, that's what you need, Natalie. You just need to open up to somebody. He's like trying to like get in her boring girl panties. Yeah, very boring girl panties. That is so, she is so cringy. Somehow, I think I like Natalie less than I like Julie from I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. Because Natalie never gives us anything nothing she literally nothing. she's sitting there later much later in the movie she's sitting there crying like trying to cry and she's like why is he doing this to us okay. yes girl go, go give go. us nothing i love her i like hate it. like I hate her at least at least and i know what you did that summer jennifer love Hewitt was like well, come on then 
what are you waiting for? She at least had characterization too. Like, yeah, she has like the her her. I know we're talking. I know we're. I know we just talked about. I know what you did last summer, but you have Julie, who at least gets to like have moments have a of, moment. of personality. Like in the beginning, the first line she delivers is like. Cool it with the misogyny, guys. You're gonna give me an aneurysm or whatever. Yeah, and she's like being kind of like silly and goofy with her friends. Yeah. Whereas like Natalie, you Natalie just... does nothing. Natalie does nothing. She's not even sad. She's no. not even like she's I'm not like... even like mopey. She's. Just I'm like Alicia. Wait, what are you doing in this film? She didn't want to be in it. I'm fairly certain she does not want to be in this movie from the beginning. I think that she was like, "Why did I sign on for this? Why did I?" Do you this know to who myself? turned down the role of Natalie? Who? Jennifer Love Hewitt. This would have been. A, I'm gonna say it. This would have been a better movie with Jennifer Love Hewitt. This she would have been it, a better movie. She turned it down because she didn't want to be a scream queen. But then she went off to Ghost Whisperer, and I was like, "Girl, imagine not wanting to be a scream queen." First off, you don't want to be stand by the gays, right? That's fine. Okay. I didn't know that Jennifer Love Hewitt was homophobic, but that's fine. <laughs> but then she goes and goes Ghost Whisperer. I'm like, that's arguably a horror TV show. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's like, like it's like white mom. mom horror. It's white. <laughs> It's white mom horror, yes. It's like the horror where your mom's like, let's watch something spooky. Yeah. It's Just one in time for Halloween. <laughs> and you're like, mom. She's like, hocus pocus and ghost whisper and Pino, sign me up. Um, we should not joke about women and alcoholism. It's a serious problem. Stop marketing alcoholism as something fun and quirky. Wine companies. Is that what we're doing? No. Wine companies okay. do it, though. Where they're like, it's one o'clock. Fair enough. It's a serious problem. <laughs> Anyways, so then, so then Damon like gets they hear something, and Damon gets out of the car, and then like disappears. Natalie like almost gets attacked by. They never give the killer a name. No, they don't. They never call it like Parka. Yeah, they never like the Parka kill. Like they just, right. just like someone attacked us, and it's like okay. What was he wearing? A a Parka. A parka, <laughs> and they and and they pretty much they only wear it using Annex, right? Pretty much. Annex, I mean, like I mean, the, they do other things. The bleat, but the, their 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 primary thing is an axe. Yeah, they're having like the I think ha- the, the, the axe the axe wielding half swinging yeah. slasher, but nothing. nothing, 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 nothing. The hatchet man, nothing, nothing. Um, and kind of like takes Damien and like ties him, like ties a noose and ties him to the car, um, and then convince basically like forces Natalie to put the car in drive yeah. which like hangs does she know that he was no he, she, she didn't, didn't know. know she just heard tickling on the uh, tickling yeah yeah on the she was just like what the fuck is that yeah and then like when she like drives off and then he gets hung and then he falls down through the windshield that's when she like realizes what happened and yeah. she freaks the fuck out and she's like she rushes into um the security guard's office she's like he's dead who he's dead. is watching like foxy brown like yeah. black exploitation films i love the time of her life. this film absolutely she, she's out of place to me but i'm happy that she's there in this otherwise she's almost too talented to be in this film i agree she's out of place in a film that i'm gonna go ahead i know you love this movie i think this movie is pretty lackluster okay i'm sorry okay that's Rebecca Gayhart, but okay. Rebecca Gayhart and, and Loretta Tara and Ta- I will say this: Tara Reid in this movie, excellent. Everything. Sasha is so good in this film. So, um, we'll get to her because her her chase scene is one of my favorites. Oh, it's so good. Of any chase scene. In the um, movie. and so next thing that happens is, please don't hate us, guys. I know we're really. I'm gonna 
I'm gonna trim the fuck out of okay. this. Um, just as a preface, I had a root canal today, and Sydney had a really bad day too, so we're a little out of it. Also, we had pl- we had like a curfew for the week we were gonna. Pl- yeah. <laughs> so. If you're not following, Louisville, Kentucky is under fucking not anymore fascist but, martial but law. But now it is. Well, it was, and, and we keep going back and forth. Um, we had a curfew the night we were gonna film that, record this, so we didn't get a chance to actually record. Yeah. Um, so we're recording this a week after we'd done our notes. Um, and thank you all for the warm reception to our first episode. But um, so so after that, um, Parker and Sasha are kind of like. Damon just pranked you. It's fun. He's a mannequin. It's like, bitch. Damon hung a mannequin up and had it swing through the window and then had the time to put on a parka. Of his own car. Of his own car and then menace her with an axe. No. None of that. Shut the fuck up. None of the people in this movie are bright. Yeah. And it's like, well, well, where is he? Snowboarding retreat. He couldn't just tell people that he's doing that? Now that she calls the snow, the, calls the place to see if he checked in and they're, and they're like, no, we couldn't tell you if you did. God. A lot of... Whatever. He could um, be dead. Yeah. And then we get one of my favorite lines. Um, because, like... Or maybe this was earlier, but, like, when Tosh... When she's trying to make a phone call... Is it when she's trying to make... Oh, uh, my God. She's trying to make a phone call, and Tosh goes, This is my phone line, too. The f- <laughs> it, 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 it aged me seeing this, because this movie... <laughs> This is my phone line, too. This movie came out in 1998. I was yeah. six years old. Okay. I was six years old. And there... Okay. Let's not flex. Like, let's not flex too hard. So, <laughs> I'm six years old. Living in the country, we didn't have... We didn't have dial-up connection until I was, like, a teenager. And hearing that sound again activated, like, my days of trying to upload a tiny, like off-brand Kodak selfie, Kodak camera selfie to MySpace and, like, having to come home from school and boot that that fucker up and it'd be, like, that awful grading internet sound and hearing Walmart Connect, which is what we had. For those of you who were not born in the woods, um, Walmart Connect was a thing and it was an internet provider. Like AOL. I don't know. Yeah, we had AOL. It's a, it's, it was off. AOL was so much better, but we couldn't we couldn't get AOL. I don't know why. I don't know the rules, but my dad said that we couldn't have AOL. Then again, he also told me that Taco Bell was a treat food because it was too expensive and it was the same damn price as McDonald's. He just wanted McDonald's all the time. I'm not gonna get into that. Maybe I do need therapy. I think you do need to talk about that in therapy. <laughs> my dad lied to me about Taco Bell. I've never been okay. Okay, girl. To me, I think that I think that line right there makes this movie gay to me. I don't know if that's enough to make it gay. I would I say it, it doesn't really hit true. I feel like was it, this movie I feel was like... written by a gay man, and it doesn't really feel like it was written by a gay man until the climax. Whenever <gasps> Rebecca yeah, Gayhart okay. goes, yeah. Anyways, anyways, um. Why don't you get hands with this is my phone line too and who would go to murder you? I okay, I can buy that. And then you get Sasha being like, Oh, do you have a do you have a frat boy protein shake? 
Okay, no, it's every a major single thing sex. that she talks about is Sasha very is gay. Iconic. She's explicitly sexual. If if Sasha had like a um like a like if Tara Reed wanted to do a podcast as Sasha, I would tune in oh, every motherfucking week. I would make up stories. When she talks about the them being like right before the, the scene and she's talking about to the people who are like, We're stuck and he's like, Stop clenching. I don't know how I don't know that that's how vaginas work. But that is a real thing that happens, though. To dogs? No, to and humans, dogs, too. Humans can get yes. stuck? Yes, <gasps> Does it happen to gay people, or are we safe? I think we're safe, because your butthole can't Wig. clench that hard. Okay, good. Anyways. This, the gays went again. Next you get Tasha's death, which she's on the... She's she's sitting there on the computer, and she's like... And, like, she's talking to some dude, and she's like... <laughs> he's like, what are you into? And she goes, lithium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have known that she would be such a mood today? Like, like, she talks like people on Twitter talk today. Tasha's the, before her night. time. Boots. Everyone. E-girls. E-girl. Oh, my God. Tasha's is the e-girl. original E-girl. She's obsessed with the internet. She's on lithium. And she dresses in dark colors. And she just wants to get railed. Okay, work. Mood, bitch. Danielle Harris is the blueprint. The blueprint. The blueprint. This is a Daniel Harris stan podcast now. I love you. Really queer, we stan women. Oh, boots. Unless you're the Soska sisters. Unless you're the Soska sisters. So she does that whole thing and um, she's like, come see me, like, doors unlocked or whatever, which, I mean, that's also a pretty gay thing before. I want to say Tosh hooks up like a gay man, but like, she definitely does. She hooks up with a gay man? She hooks up like a gay man. Oh. They're like, doors unlocked. Yeah, no, that's very grinder culture. That's very grinder. Like, hey, that's like, meet on. me at the Red Roof Inn. Yeah. Face down, ass up. Yeah. Anon loads. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I just looked you in the eyes last that Anon loads. <laughs> so then she goes to hook up with this guy who turns out to be the murderer and, like, starts strangling her. And, like, you hear her screaming and everyone in the fucking dorm room's like, Sounds like Elvira's raising more than the dead tonight. <laughs> okay, that's gay. <laughs> to, to, um, to Natalie. And then he's like, thanks for that. And Natalie's just like, thanks for the heads up. I'm like, yeah. girl, did you just get Botox done? She, she does not want to be in this movie. No. And, like, she doesn't turn... She, she goes to turn, she's like... She makes a big deal about almost turning on the lights. She's like, oh, never mind. Sorry. Well, I think they had... I think that for narrative purposes, they had to include that she was, like, gonna turn on the light. And then Danielle Harris is getting what's coming to her. Because she was such a bitch to Natalie. Yeah. From a narrative standpoint. So. Which. No, she didn't. Um, and then, like, she wakes up the next morning with, aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights? Yeah. And um, Daniel Harris is strangled in her bed. And then the principal's like, did you know that Tosh was manic depressive? Okay. And then Natalie's like, she aren't painted you glad, half. Aren't you glad that you didn't, didn't turn on the, the lights? That, yeah. How is she going to write that? Without Natalie knowing. Without Natalie knowing well, and killing herself. Yeah. Because she didn't have slash she didn't slash her wrists. Right. Or maybe that, she maybe maybe the wrists were slashed. Maybe like, maybe they were post death. But she was very obviously str- strangled. You can right. see the fucking marks around her neck that she was strangled. Um makes this movie makes no sense. Yeah, the the characters make a lot of stupid decisions. Um where she's like, Who would write that? And they're like, It's just a really very dark 
suicide note. And she's like, did you see anyone? Well, no, I heard someone, but did you see anybody? And it's like, girl, if you, you know there's someone else in the room. Like, like if the room you is hear, dark. You can hear the cheeks. You can hear the cheeks clapping. You can hear someone strangling her. Okay, well. And like other people in the dorm hear someone strangling her. Hello. Yeah. The call is coming from inside the house. I think that I think that the my problem with the film a lot the of it is this. The authority figures make a lot of stupid decisions. They remind me of the cops in Halloween Four, like do yeah, be do be do yeah, like that's that. But that's what I get. That's what I get. But not just the not just the authority figures. Also, her friends at the cafe who are like yeah, who are like oh yeah, you're going on this ski trip. Yeah. Also, like when Tasha's body's being wheeled out and they don't cover it at all, and that bitch in the fucking hallway, she's like. She always looks like that. Better check to make sure she's still alive. And I was like, girl, she's dead. She's... You're a dirty, rotten whore. A rotten bitch. <laughs> Fuck off. Leave Daniel Harris alone. She looks... I, I, she I, looks good as a corpse, too. Good. She looks good, 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 good. I would say she, was, she probably, aside from Tara Reid to me, she looks the best. Yeah. And I, I, I love Rebecca Gay Hart, but I feel like they're faces are more character-y than yeah. Rebecca Gayhart. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Although well, Rebecca hair... Gayhart is an Oxima girl. Yeah. And that's the height of everyone we could be. T. I want to be an Oxima girl. Does Oxima do commercials anymore? Probably not. Probably but not. I want to be an Oxima girl. Next thing that happens is Natalie tells Brenda that Michelle was her friend. And uh, we get Michelle's Natalie and Michelle's backstory about how they did a gang initiation and like killed some kid. He was our age. This is where she's like starting to cry, but it's Alicia Witt in this film and it's not her. It's a testament to how boring she is that yeah. I don't remember this being a plot point and I watched it last night. Yeah, it's a plot point. It's a huge plot point. It's Brenda's whole motivation. I thought that they, <laughs> I thought he died in a car accident. It never occurred no. to me to try and find out why. She... No, it was, it was the car accident. Was That's how boring Natalie was is. Was Natalie and Michelle killing him with the, with the thing. She's like, I could never forgive her after that. And then Natalie and Paul go investigate, and they found out that Stanley Hall massacre was real, and Professor Wexler was played by Robert England, was the only survivor. Um, so they're like, "Fuck! What if it's what if it's Professor Wexler who's killing everybody?" Um, and then they get caught, and he, um, Paul, gets put off the paper, and the dean threatens to expel Natalie because of her criminal past. Mm-hmm. And then he's walking to his car and he goes to get into his car and his ankles get slashed. His Achilles tendons get slashed. That is truly terrifying. Which to me, that's, uh, uh, that's like horrifying to me. Cause I'm always like, I always check under my car and I'm like, what if that fucking happens to you me? You do. I was like, because it'd be broad motherfucking daylight. And I'm like, there's someone underneath my car trying to slash my ankles. I remember Why? the first time you came over to, to my old apartment and you looked under your car and I was like, what are you doing? And you were like, I'm looking for, I'm looking to see if there's somebody under my car. Like, I was supposed to know. <laughs> and I remember being like, okay, diva, work. I think I, I was this in E-Town? And no, this was... was, this was Park Lake. Okay. Because I remember it was, because we had that really long parking lot with like all the cars that were like suffocating each other. Oh, yeah, that? yeah. Yeah, that parking lot. It was pretty, but it was, yeah, and I was just like, oh. and all the trees and like they're all yeah. the house, like everything's all together. It was yeah. very, it was very spooky. Yeah, and um, yeah, I was terrified. No, I get that. I still kind of am. I feel that. I don't know why. Like that's an urban legend. 
But I'm also I'm like, but what if it's not? Which I guess is kind of the point of the film. Which is, yeah, the point of the film. He gets his ankle slashed, and then, like, the car starts moving, and he's fucking, like, crawling in the direction that the same direction the car is moving. And I'm like, oh, roll. Just oh, yeah. Roll out of the way of the car. And why crawl toward the spikes? Yeah, and he's crawling towards the spikes. That's and a that, really cool kill, and that, though. Yeah, and then, like, the, it runs him over, and he, like, dies. And then Reese, the security guard, finds yeah. the office in disarray, and she's like, murder. And then they go to the party, where, where we get another Urban Lecture reference, is that the scream in the beginning of uh, Relo- Love Roller Coaster is a woman being murdered. Yeah. And so she, some guy's like, he's like, some fucking nerd is like, hear that scream? They got that off a 911 call. And Sasha's like, cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me. Me as fuck. Cool. Anyways, so they're at the, they're at the party and Sasha's like, cool, great. And she just, she dips out. Yeah, she's like, I'm gonna go record my show. At any time that she damn well pleases. Which, great. No, that's the, that's the, the high life right there. You choose when you want to work. It's just a late night show. I think she says, I have to go do my show. Oh. Um, but Parker, um, they're throwing a fat party to throw the 25th anniversary of the, like, murder, of the, the massacre. Which convenient that convenient. all of this starts happening. Yeah. And Wexler's the only survivor. Oh, no, never mind. It's not convenient. I remember now because that's the whole, that's the whole thing is that she's setting up Wexler. Okay. Yeah. Um... Parker's dog gets murdered in a microwave. Oh, that's the saddest death. In yeah, it's the dog dying in the microwave. Baby exploded. Yeah. Mm. Is, that like how, is that what actually happens in a microwave? I don't want to find out. I mean, don't put your don't put your animals in microwaves. In microwaves. This is a PSA. <laughs> don't put your animals in microwaves. <laughs> um, and then Parker, they uh, they His reactions legit. Yeah, he knew that. Like I would, I would also. That's the only time I felt run away, bad. screaming, crying, and then throwing up in the. Yeah, in the that's the only time I felt bad for Parker. Yeah, and then he gets attacked in the bathroom, and he gets this like funnel shoved down his throat, mm-hmm. and gets pop rocks poured down his throat, and then like bleach. Which I mean, I guess for the it's supposed to be a reference to the like, the Pepsi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Michael had explained it to me. He's like, I guess they, I guess she was taking a lot of liberties at this point with the urban yeah. legends. Because she could have easily just drowned him, like, drown him with the with Pepsi. Soda. But the bleach, I guess, is more effective. And yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we go to Sasha. Tara Reed did all of her own stunts for this scene. Oh, does she really? Yes. I she insisted. That. that is 100% Tara Reed this whole time. This is one of my favorite chase scenes in a Sasha Where film. she's, like, doing... She's, so she's doing her show. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she gets the... She has the, the wireless headset mic on. Yeah. To, like, walk around and be Sasha um which that for the 90s that yeah. wireless headset got a lot of range yeah it went up, it went up and down multiple floors and yeah. got a she ran which, a good I'm, I'm sure they were taking liberties for the his boobs but still I'm gonna, I'm gonna be impressed by the technology that they had in 98 yeah. or 99 um, so this chase scene for you before you get into all the details of it rank it for me between Sarah Michelle Gellar in I Know What You Did Last Summer, Sarah Michelle Gellar in Scream 2, and Drew Barrymore in Scream 3. This outranks all of them for me. Tara Reid outranks all of them? Yes. Okay. You have height. She's doing all her own stunts. Although I it think is Sarah Michelle Gellar did most of her own. It is live on air. This is true. That People is are biggie. hearing this happen. 
are hearing this happen. But the whole okay, so you're 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 saying Tara Reed over the others yes. because live on air does her own stunts. It go they go all over the place too. Oh, uh, this is a really long chase. Scene. Yeah, because she goes she goes like up the third floor, like she goes up and down, and and she makes some good choices yeah, too. She makes a, she like Sasha should have lived as soon as they show her shoe though. I knew she was gonna. I knew she yeah. was gonna die because they were like, oh, she's hanging. She's either gonna get her head cut off here and fall, or she's gonna drop, and her platform boots are going to break her ankle. And the fact that she got up and continued running, kind of yeah, impressive. Yeah. So very yeah okay. Now yeah. I I put I don't put this as my number one. It's my number one. But it's um it's between. Drew Barrymore is my number one. I, I go back what, and forth between Drew for Barrymore. For me, that's not much of a chase though. I still think of it as like a, a chase. He really scene. only chases her there at the begin at the end. That's true. I it's don't more know. it's more of like a like an opening kill for me. Um, but the the scream the scream two, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar, isn't as long. As I know what you did last summer, so I guess I would say I know what you did last summer, Sarah Michelle Gellar, um, and then Tara Reid, Urban Legend are very close because they're they're long and they're full of dread, and you almost yes. think they might get away. Yeah. So because there's a there's a, a security guard on their way listening to it happen live, and you've yeah. got everybody in town who's who's hearing this right now, on campus hearing this right now. Someone's gonna save her right now. Cause she's just, doing a bit. She's doing a bit. Yeah, she's doing a oh, she's doing a performance art piece to commemorate the massacre. And I'm like, girl, she's about to get fucking murdered. Who thinks like this? Like, has Sasha done a performance art piece before? Right. No. People. In what this is movie, your point of reference? People in this movie make a lot of dumb decisions. <laughs> I don't know if it's a statement to how stupid college kids are. Because I know when I was in college, for the half semester that I went, <laughs> I made a lot of really stupid decisions. Like, only going to college for half a semester. <laughs> By the way, neither one of us are college educated. Um, I have to put some college whenever I'm applying for jobs. I, um, <laughs> when it gets to the part about high school diploma, I just get quiet. <laughs> <laughs> but look at us now. So, yeah, so then that happens, and then, um... And then this is this is where I kind of get muddled because I stop paying attention for every time I watch this movie I stop. Well, paying this attention. is the this is the climate this is a, the climax for me. Tara reads. Tara reads is? Tara reads murder because she's the only person in the movie that I want to see survive. That's fair, but then I stop paying attention because it's kind of I'm kind of like ah eh, what's going to happen now? And she like gets at the jan like the janitor comes and picks her up. Comes and picks Natalie up, and then like he dies, and then yeah. like, they run off into the woods, and you hear Brenda screaming. And she's like, she's like, Natalie, Natalie. Wait, how do they get, how do they get to where he is? She like, because she sees, because Natalie sees Sasha get murdered. Remember? Yeah. And then she's like, fuck. She's like, with, she's with Jared Leto. Yes. That's right. Because she checks the phone line because she suspects him. Yeah, 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 yeah. She suspects him. Um, and then, oh, that, that's why, um. Uh, he finds Natalie finds Paul and Brenda, and they're like, "Let's get off campus," because um, they think Wexler's a, a responsible. And they stop for gas, and then Natalie and Brenda find Wexler's body in the trunk. Yes, um, that's 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 what happens. Um, and then they flee through the woods, as um, 
as Paul like chases after them, and they get separated. Natalie finds the the janitor. Um, he's forced off the janitor. The car is forced off the road by the killer. Janitor fucking dies. Natalie uh, leaves on foot, and while and then she's running back to campus for whatever fucking reason. Yeah. Natalie uh, at Stanley Hall. Natalie hears Brenda screaming. Um, and then she she runs inside, and then she's met. This is where it kind of gets like Halloweeny for me, mm-hmm. where um, she sees she finds all of her friends' corpses. Yeah. yeah, how is this tiny framed woman gonna take down all of these much larger people? Yeah, get them upstairs, perfectly aligned with the power of Noxima say no more that shit will beef you the fuck up with the power of Noxima with the power of clear skin I can lift two kegs by myself and I have flawless skin good skincare makes you buff I did not realize so stop going to the gym invest in some moisturizer so I'm to believe the following <laughs> things about this scene one I'm to believe that she's able to get all these bodies perfectly aligned yes. or whatever. Okay. Fine. To be fair, most of them she already had. Uh, that's true, too. Um, and it's in a dilapidated building, so it's not like if they were sitting there for a long time that they might alarm people with the smell. Yeah. I'm, I can suspend my belief. What I don't buy is that Natalie would sit down on the bed where she found her friend dead. And just sit there. Like, the killer's there. Yeah, obviously. She was just, why are you not running? Why are you sitting down and looking away from the body? Because Natalie makes a lot of stupid fucking choices. She is the stupidest final girl of any final girl in any movie. She fucking let someone get murdered in her own car. One, that would drive your insurance rate through the roof. Boots. I don't care that you're not driving. It was your car. Yeah. You You would never. You would never. No. And she was like, I was letting her drive, and I was like, I don't think. It's really sad. You know, I think that that the scene to the climax with Rebecca Gayhart is so over the top. And I feel like she has to be over the top to make up for the fact that Natalie gives you nothing. nothing. It is not fair to put... But Rebecca Gayhart gives you everything. Everything. It is not fair that she had to play off (laughs) Natalie. Uh, I just... This is my favorite scene in the entire movie is Rebecca Gayhart... Where she reveals that she's the killer the whole time, because you don't you don't suspect Brenda. No, you no, don't. you don't. Because like the whole time you see the the parka the parka dude, like that's clearly you're thinking made. a dude. Yeah, you're thinking a dude because it's a taller person. You've seen what they can do with big ass shoes. Yeah, you're like that's a dude. It's Rebecca Gayhart with some like paper stuffed in her shoe. Right. So she can ride the big boy rides. Like I'm so. And then the whole impressed thing impressed by her monologue delivery too it's it is up there for me and it is so with with um with i almost said joan crawford um faye dunaway no joan um joan cusack with joan cusack is it is okay brenda rebecca gohert's delivery of this monologue yeah it's up there for me with joan cusack's delivery as debbie in i I wish i could memorize i wish i could memorize Brenda's monologue. Malibu, Barbie. Because how many times they both have projector shit, screens. 
Yes. Yes. Girl. Because how many times... The link. The link. Because how many times do I... Like, you, you're you with me. How many times do I quote... All the time. It's my favorite monologue. I, All If I could audition time. with that monologue, I would. If I could audition with this monologue, if I could memorize it, I would. They had to go. so... Oh my uh, god, we're breaking your heart and the scene have, is so good. I have, girl, my eyes watered up. I feel so connected to the earth right now because we found the connection. <laughs> but we're breaking your heart. She's like, she's like, we were going to get married. <laughs> I like the way that she says, you're cute, Paul. You're but cute. But not that fucking cute. cute. Oh my god. We're just like, give me that again. She's like, you're cute, Paul. And we would be, and she says, and she says, um, it would be really good for your career and we would be so hot okay. together. She's so committed. I love it. And then, like, she's like, oh, when she has, when she has Natalie tied down, she's like, now if I take your thing off, I promise you won't scream. And then Natalie doesn't scream. It's like that scene and in Texas like, Chainsaw Massacre of the Next Generation. Have you seen it? Yes. Okay, good. We've seen it. That's right. You were there that night. Yeah. Okay. Where she's in the trunk of the car mm-hmm. and she's like, all right, I will put a hole in your bag so you can breathe, but you better not scream. And she goes, okay. And then she puts a hole in the bag, and then a policeman walks up, and she stays quiet. Yeah. It is the exact same energy. <laughs> and I'm like, Natalie, scream, bitch. And then, like, like why aren't you doing something? And I was just like... Okay. And then and then, and then, then Brenda's like, you ever heard my favorite urban legend? The kidney harvest? And she's like, I always... So, and she's like, I'm not sure if that's a kidney. I always, I always was such a dope at anatomy. And I'm like, I'll just grab the first organ I see. And, like, starts cutting into her with a fucking dirty-ass switchblade. T. And I'm like, girl, tetanus. You're not going to get taken out by your liver getting stolen. You're going to get taken out by tetanus. Right. <laughs> so, I have, I, have, I, have a, I have a theory that Silvio Ortega, when he was writing this, had obviously had watched Scream. Yeah. Obviously. Um, and then watched... I know what you did last summer. And then watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation because I'm seeing multiple lines now that I'm sitting here thinking about it of times where this movie feels influenced by other movies other movies I mean yeah I mean it's a meta it's a meta-ish film yeah so but I'm I'm now I'm now I'm invigorated to watch this movie again after we're done I love this movie and like try and find every single I love this movie it's my it's I don't think about it being my top five until I go to watch it again, I'm like, this is in my top five. I love it. I think... Ugh. Was this rated R? Yeah. Okay. Um, They turned down a lot of the gore, though. Which makes me a little... Sick. I mean, it's good. I mean, I don't I don't like gore, I don't but like I like gore. a little bit of gore. Like, I didn't um, at least be able to see, like, blood and stuff. Like, a, like originally, they had, um, they had Natalie's head roll out. Or not Natalie. Michelle's head roll out. Roll that would have been... That would have been better, I think. Um, But anyways, Rebecca Gehart, and then... When when Loretta Devine shows up and she goes, "Great, Rita cops here." Yeah, <laughs> that way. Whenever she turns around, that's the th- that's the the image, like the the screen grab that I see that everybody uses when they talk about that scene is her turning around, and her hair is huge, huge. and she's got that like Rebecca Gayhart lip, yeah, just kind of like I don't know what to call it, like not pouty, but like kind of I don't know. Anyway. And um, she's like, it's it's like a, a shot where Natalie's in the background. Yeah, it's just a very good. I don't know. This this scene is honestly. We'll post her on Instagram. Yeah, so this this is such a good scene. It's such a good scene. I really um, really enjoyed this. And then like he's like, come on, 
and then like Natalie gets up and she's like or she goes to she slashes um Loretta Devine and then like grabs the gun and she's like gunshot through the head's not really an urban legend but in the sake of time it'll do yeah. <laughs> okay now, Which, now this is like I said this is the scene that, that really is clearly written by a homosexual and I'm like you know what I think out of, if I was any killer I would probably be Brenda because like yeah, I would have a theme. I'd be like, we're gonna have a theme. I have a reason to kill you, you bitches. I love a theme. But you know what? In the sake of time, I will, I will, I will change the theme in order to get shit done. Yeah, no, that's you. You're you're between you're between Brenda, um, Debbie, obviously, oh, and we will talk, I think I think that's next week's episode, isn't it? It is. It is next week's episode. Wait, I can't uh, wait. I can't wait either. Uh, I might upload the full. I'm um, no promises. I might upload the full uh, edit that I'd made for Really Queer on like Vimeo or something, so everybody can watch it. I love, uh, love that. Scene. Okay, we got. Okay, okay. We're anyways, gonna talk anyways, about anyways. that's gonna be our long. That's gonna be a long ass fucking episode. Oh, it's gonna be so long. So long because we're both equally excited. Buckle up, bitch. Buckle up, bitch. So um, let's get to the ending of this movie so that we can so, talk how so it fits. Ending, ending the movie. <sighs> Natalie and Paul start driving away, yes. and they're like, <gasps> and Natalie's like, "Of course we'll change it. I'll be, I'll end up some loony bin. You'll be some convict, and Brenda'll be a dude." And then like Brenda pops up again and goes to attack him, and then they like they think they kill her because they like throw her off the river. Wait, so they say Brenda will be a dude. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, they'll change Brenda to be a dude. Um, and then Brenda like falls off into the river, um, and then we cut to another suspiciously similar group of friend, college friends in a um, coffee shop, and they're all talking, and they're like, "Yeah, and Brenda was the, and Brenda was the girl in the Noxzema commercial, which we've probably mentioned a thousand times. Rebecca yeah. Gerhardt was actually the girl in the Noxzema commercials at the time, um, and then you you turn you get the one of the biggest twists in horror for me, and it's just like. You almost got it right. With flat hair. Yes. And you're like. <sighs> that was. That was good. That was a good ending. That, that was, was a really a good ending. Um, so. So we already know your final thoughts. You love this movie. My. I appreciate this movie. I appreciate a lot of the characters. I don't like any of the men in this movie. I don't think you're meant to like the men in this movie. Good. Because I don't. Um, I thought that, um, Damon, I guess, was at least funny at parts until he got predatory. Yeah. But I enjoyed his little, his little thing in the, the, um, lecture hall. Mm -hmm. I thought that was cute. Um. So, my question for you, what would you have done in this situation? If, like, you, in a hypothetical, not, we weren't, we're not in college, but, like, if, if we were all just sitting around... And, like, me and you one night killed someone because we were fucking around. We killed some... We, we were responsible for, like, vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. And then, like, a year later, um, our friends started turning up dead based off... You said it was a gang initiation? Oh, is that about, like, the urban legend? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 I thought yeah. you meant that she was in a... No, no, no. Michael had to explain a lot of them to me as I was watching the movie. Because yeah. I don't... The movie touches on them, but they don't really explain yeah. them. I think that's maybe why I appreciate the movie so much. 
is because I know I understand the references so much. Yeah, and that's like, something that oh, I missed out on oh, growing uh, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I will definitely go in and explain them to you. I'm excited. I like learning. Um, with my non high school diploma ass. <laughs> so, so if if like me and you had killed someone, and then like a year later our friends started dying based off urban legends. Um, like if we had killed somebody in like a way that was similar to an urban yeah. legend. And then all our, and then somebody that we knew died mysteriously. Yeah, and like all of our friends started turning up dead. As soon as someone gets decapitated by a rope, I'm out. Yeah. I've booked a flight. I'm on my way to Pasadena. I'm staying with Cat and Ryan for several months. You guys can work out your grief on your own. Hampton out. <laughs> okay. I honestly feel like this is out of all the movies we've covered so far, I feel like this is the one where I would die. Because Brenda's efficient as fuck. She is really She efficient. gets shit done. She knows where everyone is at every moment. She's like, you know what? When's the most effective... T-? Like, she didn't know that... that that's just not easy in 1999. No. You didn't have a Palm Pilot. No. Like... You didn't have Blackberry. No. She's got a... She has got a, uh, a, a planner, she, a daily planner agenda. She, she has a fucking Trapper Keeper with notes. She has a Lisa Wait. Frank trap keeper full of, like, murder notes. And it's super cute. Yeah. you open it up and, and you're it's like, demented as fuck. You're like, surely, like, the friend is totally normal. And then it's like, Which I'm going to is... decapitate this whore's head. Yes. And you're like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is... Like, the fact that she knows that Damon and Natalie are off in the woods at, like, make-out point. They didn't tell anyone where they no, were going. They she was like... And there's no, like, posting, she... like, a status update yeah. on Instagram They don't photo. have Twitter. They don't have anything. They have nothing. So she's just watching. Brenda, Brenda was efficient. Brenda had her, Brenda had her thumb on the pulse. Yeah, she did. Of everything going on. At if that this university. is somebody, okay. So especially taking into account that this is 1999, she is very efficient. And I'm gonna go ahead and say that she's probably the most efficient killer. Yeah. Because this is one person, one small, dainty lady with a lot, and you know it takes her a while to put her hair oh, yeah. underneath that parka. You know it does. So. That's time, getting the look ready. And that's a weird look to choose, a parka. Anyway. So the reason why they chose the parka is because they originally set it during the winter, and then they realized fake snow would be too expensive, and putting everyone in winter clothes would be too expensive, so they made... They they kept the parka, though. Why not just put it in a raincoat? I guess it would be too similar to I Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay, yeah, because it could be the, like, the fisherman's outfit. Yeah. Slicker. Okay, okay, work. It would be so cooking to me if they had put her in, like, a bright yellow, <laughs> like, Norton, like, Morton Salt Girl raincoat. That would have been cute. Like, there she goes. Skipping, holding that head. Like, um, she's very efficient. You, I feel like would I die? Am I dead in this scenario? Or am I, I mean, I'm, I feel like I made it to the airport. Do I die on the way to the airport? Probably. Shit. She probably, like, fucking does, there's probably an urban legend about an airport, and she's probably like, I know exactly what Sydney's gonna do. God, please don't kill me in the bathroom. She probably kills you in the plane. <gasps> she probably oh. gets on the plane with you and, like, kills you in, like... She probably, like, messaged you on, like, Instagram being, like, Oh my god, bud. the beginning of Urban Legend Final Cut. It's what happens to me. I've never seen it. You never... I own it. You should not... You should watch it and then text me immediately how much you hate it. In the okay. opening scene, there's, um... Like they're in a film school, and um, great. They are filming like this movie that takes place on a plane, and some girls getting fucked in the plane bathroom, 
and then every they like stop because they hear like like there's like writing or something on the mirror or something um and they come out and everybody's dead including the pilot that's good. What's gonna happen to me? I feel like we return ourselves in. I feel like we have. Oh yeah, boots. we have too much guilt. Yeah, we have we have a lot of guilt. We'd be like, <laughs> fuck cops, but also <laughs> but also <laughs> take me in. <laughs> I deserve to go to I deserve to go to jail. Um, now that we did that in the way Dominic Jackson does in the beginning of the first episode, but serve. serve. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Brenda would have killed me. I mean, like, and yeah. you know what? I would have deserved that. How'd you die? I probably would have died with like the, the like under the oh clothing. under the with it's, the, oh, it's the really Achilles favorite. tendon yeah oh, it freaks me the fuck out and now that you've said it on a podcast yeah. if we ever get stalked they're gonna yeah. come right for your Achilles tendon mm. you better be really careful we got twenty one views on our first episode this is why I check twenty four hours all the time. so we're getting there girl we're getting there well eventually we're gonna start getting flowers with heads <laughs> and fingers <laughs> just just keep. <laughs> What? Keep an eye out, girl. What? Have your mail checked. Okay. Um, I, I can't get mail, remember? Oh, yeah. It has to come here. So, my last question. Was Brenda justified? No. Why? She took a lot of liberties with her revenge. She could have just killed oh. the red-headed, boring-ass bitch, but she decided to kill... Yeah, but it's for the dramatics and to, like, take something from her. I don't know. I don't vibe. To make her it's man. It's vehicular manslaughter. It happened. But her fiance it was, was dead fiance because was she was dead. fucking around. Would I seek vengeance on Michael's killer if they were if they were an innocent killer, like they accidentally did it? Absolutely. I'm not gonna go kill their entire family unless I have to. Like if you're in the way of my uh, objective, maybe. I don't. I don't buy. I I think she was because fuck them kids. She also premeditated this way too much. Fuck them kids. I mean, yeah, boots, but like uh, from a justice standpoint, no, I don't. Eh. I don't. I don't get into it. Fuck them kids. So your your team, Brenda. I'm team Brenda. You okay. go, girl. I think the sequel should have been about Brenda's adventures in in this other college. <laughs> just normal adventures too. Just her getting her life back on track. Back on track, and then like something else happens. She has to. She's like, ah, oh, fuck. You just see her pull out the park. Oh my god. What if what if we got one today? <gasps> urban Legend 5. What if we get an is Urban... Is Brenda as, as, a, as a housewife? And Serial Mom. Yes! It's Serial Mom, It's Serial Mom, but Urban Legend. Just as psychotic. She found a man. She settled down. Little things tick her off. She loses it. Starts killing people randomly. Her husband dies, and she's like, you know what? I'm gonna start killing bitches. Yeah. Rebecca Gayhart, if you're listening. We have a role for you. We have a role for you. We and have a role for you. We can't pay you much, but we will tell you that you look great, and um, I promise not to touch your hair. I love Rebecca Gayhart. Um, what's your final thoughts on this movie? After talking with you about it, I kind of like it more than I did going into it. Okay. So, and I'm really excited about, about sitting down and watching it with you without commentary because I think that's what we try to do and actually sitting down and watching it bit by bit and trying to I like movies that I can dive into with yeah. like um, conspiracies and like I like things that I can get really involved in yeah now I'm gonna be able to pick it apart especially once we do our episode about urban legends because I'll mm -hmm. understand them yeah it might help me understand this a little bit better yeah so okay. overall I'm gonna go ahead and say I give it a three out of five okay 
Um, five, three I out probably of five. Set a, I probably would have said a three out of five before a two. Okay. So it's a broad scale. I like okay. I liked it. I would recommend it to people who haven't seen it before. I didn't really like it, and I didn't absolutely love it. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, okay. three out of five on Letterboxd. What about you? Um, For me, this is a five out of five. It's one of my favorites. Okay. I don't think there's anything in this. I like, unless like something horrible came out about Rebecca Gayhart, I don't think there's anything to make me hate this movie. Do you find this movie to be objectively good, or do you find this movie to be good with its problems but so fun that you can forgive all of its mistakes it's good with its problems because there's a lot of narrative problems with it for me yeah like you said how the fuck does Brenda have all this time to do all this shit why do all the characters suck yeah but it's so fun for me that's okay that it's that's okay yeah no fun fun for me can bring it up an entire star so yeah I dig if it wasn't for Rebecca Gayhart and Tara Reed, um <laughs> honestly I think now I'm thinking of, of the of the Jenny McCarthy Tara Reed. Upsy <laughs> made <laughs> Enjoy Sharknado fifteen. I can't believe we didn't even talk about that. If you guys if you guys have listened this far, please look up the argument between uh, Jenny McCarthy and Tara Reed. It is iconic. I'm going to play just a snippet for you right now. But I think, so, you know, it was really nice talking to you, and I really good luck with your show. And well, um, Good luck to you, awesome. too, and I'm so excited about Sharknado, and I hope you stay married, and I hope, I hope that... I you stay married, too. Sure nice I, I will, and I hope your knees get a little wobblier than they already are. So I think my knees... Day. Oh, yeah, I hope your tits get even nicer, because they're amazing. Same guy they did are. mine, right? Thank you. Same yes. Guy. Fantastic. Yes. Same guy. I'll always yes. use your advice. You're the best. Bye. Love you, Tara. Good luck with Sharknado 18. Isn't that iconic? Honestly. Like, <laughs> I can't believe I hadn't seen that before. It's that was so funny to me. Serve. God. I hope you stay married. <laughs> She's like, good. Well, hope you enjoy Shark Nano 18. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, so next week we are doing. Are we, conf- are we confirmed doing Adam's Family Values? For yeah. Sure? Okay. Next week we are doing Adam's Family Values, which um, we. We will talk about a lot. So next week we will have our very first guest. Yeah. Um, and best friend of the pod, Beverly yes. Hells. Yeah. Um, here with us to discuss Adam Family's values. Um, really sure looking forward to it. Lower it's, your volume because it might get really loud. It's going to get really loud. I will do my best to, to edit to make it not break your fucking eardrums. But, but we will get it's loud It's three homosexuals talking about one of our favorite... I think... Out of the, I think with the three of us, this is, I've, this is uh, this is easily one of Beverly's favorites. She just posted it the other day. It's one of my favorites too. Yeah. I think it's one of your favorites. Isn't yeah, it? it's one. Of, it's I absolutely. It's, yeah, I, I showed it. It was my it was my yeah. third movie, my or third double feature at yeah. Really Queer. And like I think, with Texas News and Massacre Next Generation. I think Among Us. It's I think to get uh I think Scream. It's Scream, but Scream. then it's very easily out of family values. Yeah. Um, God, I love Adam. Because we all have we all have different opinions about the the slashers that followed Scream. Yeah. So yes, um, Beverly Hills will be here next week. We are going to do Adam's Family Values, and you can find us online um, really queer uh, at really queer on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me Sydney Hampton at the Sydney Hampton S Y D N I. 
on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. And you can find me at Young Timberwolf at Y-U-N-G on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. <laughs>